In the beginning, the universe was silent, cloaked in darkness. It must have been so peaceful back before the scrawny punks in the black block, you know, started shouting about, oh, dreadlocks, maple syrup, they're all racist. Oh, in the beginning, those people weren't there. But as the hysteria of 2020 grows louder and more volatile, a few things keep me going. Family, comedy, justice, democracy, truth, Chick-fil-A. Oh, have you tried the new Popeye's chicken sandwich? Never mind. Uh, all of which are currently under attack now by bloodthirsty leftist mobs, anarchist radicals who have launched our country into a deep moral turbulence. Would you be surprised if we were at civil war in three months? Today's guest on the Glenbeck podcast is the unshakable Dennis Prager. For the past few decades, Dennis has challenged the left's most dangerous narratives. He has fought the left's worst um, depravity and worsening depravity. And he's turned 72. Uh, I used to think 72 is old. Now I'm like, go, brother, go. He's just as vigorous as ever. He is uh, a professional lion tamer in the world of political media um he just like opens up the lion's mouth he's like yep in your mouth out of your mouth in your mouth out of your mouth and it doesn't affect him like me many americans sometimes uh he is hopeful sometimes he's one breath away from feeling irreversibly defeated and faithless faithless might not be the right word discouraged Join us for the next hour. I promise you that you will feel a little more sane by the end of it, a lot less abandoned, a lot less alone, and hopefully we'll come out with a little more hope for the future and a little less, a little less nostalgia for that empty, silent universe. I just got a new order of the new Built Bar protein bars. Look at me. Picture of health. You do not get a body like this without working hard. <laughs> Believe me. Do you know how many times I have slaved over a bucket of ice cream? Oh, till I couldn't eat any more. Anyway, uh, my wife is like, because she doesn't like it when I'm fat. <laughs> Ladies, you could have this all day long. Anyway, uh, so she's been telling me about these new protein bars, uh, built bars, and I didn't listen to her because she likes them and she works out and she's healthy. And I didn't believe that anything healthy could be delicious. Oh, my gosh. I could have been eating these the whole time. Uh, I got desperate. She was out of the house. I thought she won't recognize one built bar. I'll just try it. Uh, and I did. And it was great. I asked built bar to actually be a sponsor on this program. I went to them. They didn't come to me. You are going to love these. They have just improved their already delicious recipe. They added six new flavors. Caramel brownie. Um, cherry something. I hate cherry, so I didn't even try it. Uh, lemon almond cheesecake. Apple almond crisp. Their, their Oreo cookie is like eating a bowl of Oreo cookies. Am I the only one that eats them in a bowl? giant spoon anyway you can get a mix box with their 12 original flavors plus the new ones message me your favorite um they are all really good let me know they've also reset the code for this new launch so go right now to builtbar.com use the promo code beck get ten dollars off your first order promo code beck at builtbar.com <laughs> 
Dennis, I want to start with probably your biggest regret, which has to be you started Prager University as a nonprofit organization. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, nobody has asked me that. That's very uh, perceptive. Glenn. <laughs> uh, it was actually Alan Estrin, whose idea it was, did want to start it as a for profit originally. Uh huh. And you said no. And we, 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 it's, yeah, I didn't think it was a good idea in, mm-hmm. in part because I didn't believe it would make a profit. <laughs> <laughs> Not in part. It was like entirely why. It's like, yeah, I was up for the Harrison Ford role in Star Wars. I turned it yeah, down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. So even the smartest among us sometimes have no, no, no. Uh, well, you have to understand. No, no, no. Glenn, you're going to like this because you, you're you are a, uh, a God centered man. So here is my theory on what happens before we're born. There are any number of cues, as the Brits would say, or lines, as we would say in America, that you could stand in. So, for example, uh, when, when God gave gardening ability, mm-hmm. I was not in that line. Right, yes. But there was a very much more important line I was not in, and that was <laughs> financial acuity. No, no, I'm not joking. No, I know. I, I don't know how to make money. So uh, it has. Ne- I've always felt that if I could buy all the books, have the audio system I want, and live in a nice house, I am wealthy. Yeah. I, I never assumed having money made me wealthy, just having these perks that I want, yeah. which yeah. was stupid. It was completely <laughs> stupid. But this, you, you have hit the perfect example of uh, of my lack of financial acumen so but it doesn't i mean i do what i do and i don't do it for money it's it's nice that i can live in a nice house and i have a nice life but i don't do it for the money and and i know you don't do it for the money uh either um what did you expect prager university to be well so again uh i'm very uh I am very, the word I'm using is transparent. Uh, Somebody on my radio show, I think it was a few, a few months ago, just said, you know, uh, we call you Mr. Transparent. Mm. And I thought that's correct. That's good. Uh, At a very early time in my radio career, I thought, why should I hide anything about me? The, the more real I am to people, the more effective I'll be. And I, it was a gamble mm-hmm. and, and it worked. So, so I'll be very transparent here. I'm very lucky at a very early age, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I wrote it in my diary in my junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. I want to influence people to the good. I wrote that in my diary at the age of 17. And uh, therefore, when you ask, uh, you know, what I what I foresaw with regard to PragerU, uh, all all I want is to touch people with the wonderful set of values that I think are the answer to evil. I I, I have felt since high school that I had a cure for moral cancer, mm. and I knew the only problem in my life would be marketing it. And I I, I was right. I I understood at seventeen the issue. The issue was not do I have a cure for evil it is how do i get it to enough people you have led an amazing life you you were there for the helsinki accords uh with ronald reagan um 
Yeah. And, I mean, I was just a dopey, just a dopey kid, probably uh, in my college years, uh, you know, still figuring out how to, you know, buy milk and make macaroni and cheese on my own. And there you are at the Helsinki Accords. What what do you remember from that? What was well, I uh, I knew that communism was evil, like I knew Nazism was evil. Uh, I claim, I I take credit in the in the sense that I know that I have this gift. I don't take credit for the gift. Right. I I know good and evil, like a person with perfect pitch knows what an A flat or an E flat is. Mm. And I've known this my whole, I know it in people that I meet. That's why I have virtually never been personally hurt by a person in my life. Wow. I, I detect crap so quickly that it, 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 it would, it, 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 would it doesn't explain our friendship then. I may be the first to fool yes, you. You're, you're, cracking, you're cracking me up. If you turned out to be a bad guy, I will. I will. I will then advertise. You, I was you, finally. I want I all your doomed. great wealth. You sitting there in an office looking like Mr. Potter from from uh, It's a Wonderful right. Life. Um, so so tell me. So, so anyway, I yeah. knew communism was evil. Yeah. And I uh, and, and of course, I knew Nazism was evil, but Nazism was dead and communism wasn't dead. Right. Communism is not dead now. Communism is now making its uh, first serious uh, inroads into the United States. So uh, for, I don't I don't know how it happened, but my name was uh, uh, given to the president then at that time, Reagan. Uh, I was let's see what year would that have been? So, yes, he was president. Uh, from 80 to 88 uh, it was 80, probably 86 somewhere so, in that area? so oh I, so fine so I, I was in my i was in my late 30s okay so yeah so it was a it was a great honor that he would have picked me that they do is they take two non-diplomats to be a, a part of the delegation so i went to vienna uh, the helsinki accords were the human rights Accords signed with the soviet union which of course was a joke to the Soviets, but was not a joke to people who wanted to be free in Eastern right, Europe. Right. I had spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union. I knew Russian. Oh, I had I, I had a I had a, uh, a discussion with the Soviet diplomats one day. I'll never forget where uh, I, I just said to them, you know, uh, we we can print whatever we want uh, in in America in our media including criticizing our government. And he says, oh, your magazines are, are just as much a part of your government as, as any of ours. And anyway, we print whatever we believe. I mean, it, it was it was like talking to a leftist in America today. Wow. It, it was pointless to argue. Uh, but uh, it's it, it was it was a, a great experience. It, it was more of an honor. I didn't I didn't do much for the country in Vienna, yeah. but did, the country did a lot for me. Did are you? How does it feel having that conversation then with what you knew was evil? And while we we had a free press, it still was 
um, you know, it still was a push to the to the left. But it isn't what we have now with the cancer cancel culture and everything else. What, what do you what are your thoughts on being there then seeing that evil? And now we have it now. It's over here and gaining in strength. Right. Well, you will find this very interesting, Glenn. Uh, I'm often asked, you know, what have I, I'm sure you're asked too. What have you changed your mind about as you've gotten older? So here is a revelation that came to me in the last, really, in the, I would say in the last four years, that shocked me. And it's, I, I think, a pretty unshockable because I don't have much expectation of humanity. Hmm. And uh, it is this. I, I studied Russian in order to be able to read Pravda, the Soviet communist newspaper, not in order to be able to order a tuna sandwich and not, a, not in order to be able to read Dostoevsky. I, I was at the School of International Affairs at Columbia. I had only interest in, and by the way, to this day, I could say the Soviet Union condemns the Israeli aggressors against the peace-loving people of the Arab countries. <laughs> I could say that in perfect Russian, but I cannot say, can I have a tuna sandwich? So <laughs> that's the joke. I have Pravda Russian. It's really, it's really a joke. Anyway, I was convinced that... Uh, the ability of the media to brainwash a, a society depended upon living in a police state. And I was wrong. The media can brainwash a society in a free state. Mm -hmm. That's what I now understand mm -hmm. is happening. Uh, so, uh, Dennis, you, you see it. You have a good judge. You, you know who James Lindsay is? The mathematician uh, did uh, worked with Helen Pluckrose. I can't remember the name of the third guy. Um, and they did the um, they did the white papers where they just took Mein Kampf and put white males instead of Jews and then had it oh. submitted to oh, peer reviewed. I have not seen that. Oh, you have to. They're incredible. You're right. And they're and yes. they are people that are all liberals. They're liberals. Um, but they're more classic liberals now, and they have they tried to show that the university system and the the peer reviewed system is nonsense. I mean, they they wrote a paper and it was peer reviewed and published that taking your dog to the dog park, if your dog uh, tries to make it with another dog, that's dog rape. And it was peer reviewed. Um, and accepted. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, I talked to him about a year and a half ago, and he said, you know, I, I'm very concerned about things, uh, but he wasn't over the top. I just did a podcast with him a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he said a couple of things that were really interesting to me. One, he's, he's an agnostic, I think, at best, and I said, you know, I've tried to stay away from the word evil over the last five years because I think we overuse it. But I look at what's happening in our country and how it's being dismantled and the lies that are being told through critical theory. And there's no other word to describe it but evil. He agreed. He said, you know me. I don't like that word. I don't like any of the theology around it or anything else. 
He said, but that is the only word that can describe it. And I asked him for a look into the future, and uh, it wasn't a real optimistic one. He, he wasn't sure if we make it. So let me ask you two questions. America has been overtaken by something. Is it evil that we're all feeling? And how do you see this moving forward? Oh, it is evil. I don't, I don't have a hesitation. The word should not be overused, but no word should be overused. Even the word awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you, you know, you, you, uh, you order, you know, something in the restaurant and, and, and the server goes, oh, awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I, right. You know, awesome. Is, eh. But so no word should be overused. But yes, the left has always been evil. Liberals are not evil. Liberals are weak, which enables uh, enables uh, evil to triumph. But liberalism and leftism have almost nothing in common. That liberals will not acknowledge this is because they have been uh, brainwashed, and I can't think of a better word, into believing that their enemy are, are conservatives, whereas their enemy is the left. As Alan Dershowitz said to me in the movie uh, No Safe Spaces, one could see it in his apartment in Manhattan. Uh, he said, uh, Dennis, uh, as a liberal, lifelong liberal, lifelong Democrat, American, a Jew, I am far more afraid of the left than, than of the right, mm. which is exactly how I feel. I, I'm much more afraid of the left in America, I would, in, yeah, in uh, the, Germany. The, the, the right over in Europe, and this is where it always gets confusing. The right over in Europe, it's just a different, it's like a train track. One is national socialism and one is global socialism. You don't want either of them. Here, right. our left is um, maximum, I'm sorry, our right is maximum freedom and right. as close as you can get to anarchy without it. Uh, in, in, indeed, maximum liberalism. Yeah. We, we really do. We don't want to close down left right. wing thought. Right. Well, they want to close us down for a good reason. A, the left has never been pro-liberty, never, from Marx to Lenin to Soros uh, to, uh, to the the co contemporary Democratic Party and your local university, the left has never been pro-liberty. French Revolution versus American yes. Revolution is your, is, is your classic example. Yes. The liberals have always been for liberty, but liberals are useful idiots to the left. And the, the left uses every group. But that, that if you want to ask me about that, that's fine afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I'm, uh, yes, to your first question, yes, it is evil. To destroy the greatest country that has ever been made. And remember, unlike the left, I compare America to other countries, not to utopia. Mm -hmm. They compare. That's why their favorite song is John Lennon's Imagine. They imagine a world where everything is perfect. I never imagined that. You know, here's the irony. I tell my fellow Jews, most of whom are on the left, if there's any group that should be afraid of what happens when civilization gets weakened, it's us Jews, mm -hmm. because the, the building first falls on us. When, when, the, when the pillars of civilization crumble, Jews get hit first, never last. But yeah. always first. So the, the, this is that that Jews would be pro left 
is is not only morally awful, it is suicidal. But listen, uh, Americans are committing suicide with, right now by voting left. I mean, there's just yeah. no way around it. Your other question was with regard to optimism and where do I see this going? Yeah. Uh, I ask me ask me after election day uh, if if the if the left, which is now the Democratic Party, it's no longer liberal. If the left takes over both houses of Congress and the presidency, it is uh, I, I cannot see reason for optimism. However, I just want to make something clear, as I have to my listeners for quite some time now. I don't fight based on whether I'm optimistic or not. Mm-hmm. The guys who stormed Normandy Beach were not optimists. Mm-hmm. If they were, they wouldn't be peeing in their pants, mm-hmm. as depicted very powerfully in uh, in Saving Private Ryan. Uh I, I don't fight because I'm an optimist. I fight because I have to. It's true. Uh, uh, the, 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 the guys who fought for liberty and America before me were asked to give up their lives. I'm not asked to give up my life, but so the least I could do is fight while I'm living. So uh, I, don't, I don't really ask myself, am I optimistic? I ask myself, what do I have to do? So, you know, Dennis, I was with... Um I was with one of the righteous among the nations, um, and I've told the story a thousand times. Uh, she was a woman, 16 years old. She started saving Jews uh, from Auschwitz. She was in Poland. Uh, then the Iron Curtain came. She couldn't speak about it because nothing really had changed with the Russians coming in. She wasn't open about any of it until the wall came down. And I took my family to visit her and to learn from her. And the, one of the last things she said uh, I said, the tree of righteousness is in everyone. How do you water it? And she looked at me and she said, you misunderstand. The righteous didn't suddenly become righteous. They just refused to go over the cliff with the rest of society. That I understand more every single day. The courage that it takes to hide a Jew, to hide anyone... Um, doesn't happen if you don't have the courage and the backbone to stand right now and say, now that that's not true. I'm not, I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to go down that road with you. Um, tell me, tell me how people grow, um, in courage. How do you water that? Well, number one, I mean, you know, which is typical of you to ask these perceptive questions. Uh, the, the number one, I have said all of my life, the rarest of the good traits is courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are many nice people, kind people, honest people, loyal people, but there are very few courageous people. And, mm-hmm. and the problem is all the good traits are worthless without courage. Nice cowards are as dangerous as evil cowards. Mm-hmm. So uh, cowardice is the human norm. This is- Explain this that, is can what, you explain that? Yeah, sure. The, it, it takes no effort to be a coward. That comes with your nature. We're all afraid. Uh, I think I'm courageous, but uh, it doesn't mean I don't have fears. It means I don't allow them to dictate what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no. 
I've given a speech actually how to be courageous. It's a, it's at it's at the the PragerStore.com. I'm not trying to make money. These oh yes, you cheap, are, man. That guy will bilk you for every dime you've yeah, got. Look yeah, out, he's uh, you, he's crafty. You got me. <laughs> yeah, I wish I were. I wish I were crafty, as I said earlier. But anyway, people should know. I, I did. I gave a speech on it. A very uh, people were asking me because a lot of people would like to become courageous. The first thing you have to do is want to be courageous. You can't be courageous, it's not, it's not by magic. It's like, how, how do I play piano? Well, the first thing you have to do is want to play piano. Mm-hmm. And, and then you practice playing piano. So you want to be courageous and then you practice being courageous. So- uh, How do you practice that in small ways? Okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you how. Okay. There, there, there are, it's a very important question. And I'll tell you some of the ways. One way is, that you, you ask yourself, this is a, just a practical question. What is the worst that could happen to me? So let's say you speak out on your, uh, on your social media and you send a, a Glenn Beck blaze piece. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thoughtful. You're, the blaze is terrific, by the way. I read it every day. And so you send that out to friends. Just, I would just uh, respectfully request you read this. People won't do it because they're afraid. But what are you afraid of? That you'll be defriended? Why do you want to be friended by people who are so awful (laughs) as to defriend you because you sent an article they don't agree with? Would you do that? I wouldn't. Right. If somebody in my life, a relative or or an acquaintance or even a friend, sent me an article from moveon.org or or the, the equivalent, the New York Times, uh, I would read it. I probably already did read it because I actually mm-hmm. read the New York Times because for the same reason I read Pravda. I want to know what the other side says. Wow. Uh, and uh, so uh, the first thing you have to do is ask, what is the worst that could happen? Now, if the worst that could happen is if you save a Jew and the Nazis find you, they'll kill you. That That's I don't judge people who didn't rescue Jews mm-hmm. in the Holocaust. I judge people who participated in snitching on Jews, but that that people did not risk their lives to save a stranger, I don't expect that much from most human beings. But in America, to stand up to the left, your, your, your life isn't threatened. Maybe friends will befriend you, uh, de- defriend you. But okay, so the, when you ask what's the worst that could happen, that could already begin to give you courage. Number two, you have to not want to be liked by everyone. Mm. People should seek, this is really important, you should seek to be loved only by your spouse and your friends. That's it. You cannot do any other thing in life well if you seek to be loved. You will not be a good teacher. You will not be a good leader. You will not be a good talk show host. You will not even be a good parent. If a parent wants to be loved every day of their lives, they will not be a good parent. You should seek to be loved by your spouse and your friends. That's your peers. That's it. So James, I think it was James, said to me, um, Glenn, you have to the first thing you have to do, everybody needs to draw a line. They need to know, where's your line? Because it'll continue to move if you don't say, you know what, they crossed this line and that's just too much for me. Um, and if you don't know it and don't set it, but as we were talking, they've already crossed so many. Li- 
I mean, you know, but I'm speaking out. Others are not. What lines are left here, Dennis, to get people to be able to say, okay, that's a reasonable line that if they cross this, I got to stand up. That's a really excellent point. I didn't make it in my speech. I would I would have added it had you mm. had you told it to me earlier. That's a that's right. I'll, so I'll give you a living example. I get this call or email mm, periodically, if not regularly. Dennis, what do I tell my daughter? She's at college, and she said to me, "Mom, if I write what I think." meaning not not leftist, mm-hmm. uh, I will get a bad grade. So uh, I say to the parent, and I've said so often, I sort of have it memorized, and I say, look, I can't tell you what to tell your child, but you're asking me, so I can only tell you this. This is what I would say as the non-parent to your child. If you compromise on what you believe for a grade, when will you not compromise on what you believe. Boy, that's an indictment. I mean, I'm just reviewing, you know. Uh, well, it, it's it, it's a challenge more than an indictment. You, you have to say to yourself, what you just said, Glenn, mm-hmm. where is my line? Okay, so I, I shut up and, and, and be one of the herd for a grade. When will I not shut up and be one of the herd? Grades are not that important. Livelihood is more important than grades, just mm-hmm. to give an example. So when will, when, will you, when will you take a stand if you don't take a stand in college f- for a bloody grade? Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Dennis, and I, I'm sure you've gone through this, but there was a point in my career where, right before I left Fox, that I knew if I didn't leave... I would not leave with my soul. And, and, and this is why there comes a point to where you've convinced yourself that you uh, have influence and you now are positioned to be able to do things that you couldn't do before. And uh, yeah, there's some compromises that you have to make, but you know, compromise is a part of life, etc. And I was so um, shook to the center of my being you don't leave you start wanting this you start saying well i know but we you're done you're done you lose your soul well i I could give you a a parallel you'll find fascinating in the 1990s i had a national tv show it was on all over the country i remember you do? I do. You're, I one, actually, of the, I you're one of the 11 Americans, you remember. <laughs> right. I've met nine of the others. There's yeah. one left. Yeah, we're, we're having a convention, so, a get-together. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, in my it, bathroom. Right. In your bathroom, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, one day, they come to me, because, you know, on TV, there are ratings every day, mm-hmm. unlike radio, you know, once every 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they came to me, the producers, and they said, Uh, Dennis, you know, uh, it's a great show. And it was a great show, as it happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it it doesn't matter. uh, They said, we got to spice it up, though, Mm -hmm. which meant sex. Now, you have to understand, I have very libertarian views on consensual sex, just for the record. Mm -hmm. However, I knew I wasn't given my gifts by God or by nature. 
but I think by God, but doesn't matter. I wasn't given the gifts I have in order to have uh, semi-nudity on a national television show, mm-hmm. which is what they wanted. They wanted uh, lingerie models to come on the show. That would have been and, so weird. Well, yes, essentially, that's right. So interestingly, by the way, I, I said, I will allow it once. I, I drew my line, but I, I will not be with the models, which I never saw them as it happens. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, it was people from Fredericks of Hollywood. Mm. which, you know, has lingerie mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. which I I'm totally support such mm-hmm. industries. That's mm-hmm. fine. But uh, I will talk to them intellectually about the issue of sex between, you know, between couples, sexual titillation, which are very legitimate subjects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for serious discourse. I allowed it once. It was the highest rated of my shows. And I never, and I said, that was it. I said to you once, but that is it. And, 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 of course, ultimately, the show lasted a, a grand total of six months. Mm. Uh, but uh, I felt, as you were just describing, I am not in media to be in the media. I am in it to do good. If I can't do good, I have no interest in being in so, it. But that's, that's a problem now, Dennis, because... Uh, You know, they used to accuse people like us. We're only saying these things for ratings and for money. Well, people are saying these things now for likes and friends on Facebook. Um, You know, our audience has an audience. So now everyone is in the same boat. And there seems to be this this love affair with uh, with fame and uh, and being liked, which I think fame is battery acid to the soul it is the fame and fortune the combination of the two the most destructive thing to any human soul you you we all know about uh young uh, uh popular figures in music or 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 hollywood and the, the and then you read they couldn't handle the fame and or the fortune I have actually uh, said two things about this. One is I believe that fame is more difficult for young people to handle mm-hmm. or even middle-aged people mm-hmm. than heroin. I agree. It, it, it's, you, you, can, you can break away. I, and we all know people who have been addicted. But if you're addicted to fame, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, so... Number two, you will love this. So I get a big kick out of talking to kids. So I will go into a seventh grade class and I will, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the most common answer is famous. Famous. And then I, then I go, Glenn, you'll doubly love this. So I go famous for what? Which they've never thought about in their lives. And they go, it doesn't matter. I say, well, what if you're famous for most hamburgers eaten? Great. Not conquering cancer. Right. Most hamburgers eaten. Right. Right. Um, And it is a it's weird because we are now entering a time where. uh, Where you can be the most genuine and the most real that people are starving for authentic people to starving. It's why you're successful. Correct. Um, yes. You know, just I'm going to tell you, I don't really care what the consequences are. That's just what I believe. And they're starving right. for that. And yet 
our children are being raised on social media to pose. There's nothing real on social media. And you can see it in the, you know, it, I remember I was in Top 40 Radio, and it's when I knew I had to get out. Um, I was doing, I was judging some, I don't know, cover girl modeling thing, and they did 20-somethings. And then they also had uh, young teenagers uh, and preteens that were modeling. And I was so grossed out by the 12-year-olds that were acting sexy. They had no idea what sexy even was. They were just they were just reenacting what they saw people do that's our whole society now they're just they're just acting like those people maybe you'll remember better than i but it's very recent like even within the last 10 days where there's a movie out netflix. and it's yeah netflix mm-hmm. released it by the way, Netflix did not allow no safe spaces to be streamed. This great film Adam Carolla and I are in about free speech. That's not okay for Netflix. But 12-year-old girls twerking is that that's okay. Yeah, uh, they, they, it, we were talking about this earlier today on the radio. I don't know uh when it happened but it is impossible now to watch anything that uh it does not cross every boundary uh that we would never have crossed 10 years ago that you cannot find and i i I brought things to netflix i brought stories to netflix i brought them to amazon i brought and they say there's no appetite that's not true there's got to be people in this country that still want to watch things that are good, funny, maybe a little edgy here and there, but but are not pornographic uh, and not, you know, has a, has a little higher brow than the F word. That's right. Well, I mean, look, your success is an example uh, the, that that PragerU uh, gets a billion views a year. And that 65% are under the age of 35. You know, we have a pretty sophisticated stuff on the internet. Yeah, I know. And it's, and it's drawing a lot of people. You know, you know what? I'll, I'll give you an amazing little piece of data. Uh, because of the, I believe now, I, I originally called it the greatest mistake peop- the, that uh, humanity has made. Not the greatest evil. I made that clear. But the greatest mistake, the worldwide lockdown. Mm-hmm. I, I was right. Uh, I'm, I'm more right every day. Now I believe it's criminal. I, I think it's gone from mistake to, to a crime. But uh, in, in any event, wait, 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 lock- wait, wait, wait. I, I want to stop and talk to you about that. First of all, the biggest mistake. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I think I can justify this in my mind. But how can you say this was the biggest mistake in the history of the world? And yet it was done by the guy Donald Trump that you support. His instinct was not to do it. Uh, he mm-hmm. he understood he was he was in uh, he was in uh, no man's land. Mm-hmm. If he didn't call for it, and by the way, he has no power to enforce it, so it's right. almost irrelevant what he came mm-hmm. out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's governors and mayors, but uh, uh, every death would have been attributed to him if we didn't have a national lockdown. We should have done what Sweden did. 
Every country should have done what Sweden did. The virus uh, will take a certain number of lives. It is a tragedy. It has been true of all viruses. Uh, we, We have crushed children. We have crushed the society. We have uh, ruined tens of millions of people's livelihoods uh, and in the and in the name of pseudoscience. Okay, Uh, so now give me the second give me the second half. Now you say it's crossed over into criminal. Yes. Uh, In California, that uh, restaurants are still closed for for in room dining is, is, I believe, a crime. Uh, I do not understand how Gavin Newsom gets away with it. I, I really don't. The. The supine nature of the American people is one of the most distressing aspects mm-hmm. of this. That there, I had a rally three months ago in front of City Hall, uh, in front of an, another little man with great power, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of, of Los Angeles. I spoke uh, at, at a rally uh, to open up Los Angeles three months ago. Only 200 people came. By the way, I hugged 40 people, mask free. Uh, I and one of the reasons is that uh, I I believe that I will be taken care of because of hydroxychloroquine and zinc. The uh, this is one of the scandals of my lifetime that uh, the uh, the social media shut down doctors, mm-hmm. epidemiologists. Oh, I know who who uh, tell you the obvious truth. Uganda has virtually no deaths. One of the poorest countries in the world. You know why? So because almost everybody is already taking it for malaria. Yeah, um, I, I'll tell you, Dennis. Everybody in my family uh, was diagnosed with COVID within two days of each other. Um, as soon as anyone in the family had symptoms, uh, I was symptom free. Uh, but everybody else started getting sick. I took zinc. Uh, what is it? Butrinol. Uh, and hydroxychloroquine never got it i have a yeah. i have a compromised immune system i i'm the most vulnerable to it right exactly so are you anyway f- i just so i just want to, i i i know i remember one of my uh tasks whenever because of radio and and speaking okay. i remember where the discussion began okay sorry so i don't the, no 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 no, no. <laughs> I, it was my task to mm. remember it mm. so uh, because of the lockdown, uh, people could not go on Passover to Jews could not go to other Jews homes or non-Jews go to Jews homes for pass, the Passover Seder. So uh, I conducted one on the Internet uh, with my uh, a dear friend of mine who, who is a psychiatrist at, uh, at UCLA Medical School. Uh, so I conducted this with my friend and I expected a couple of thousand people. I'm only making your point about the hunger mm-hmm. for quality. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people saw it on YouTube? And there's 250,000 people, a Passover Seder, mm. quarter of a million views. And you figure most of the views, very few people are alone. That's like half a million people. And it's not, you know, there were no visuals. I'm just sitting there, right. you know, with matzah. Right. <laughs> and matzah is not sexy. Yeah. So the 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 hunger for for quality, obviously, this is key. It's another another time I come on your show. I will just I could do an hour on one word. Interesting. The essence of communication is to be interesting. And I learned it because I'm in music. I conduct orchestras 
And uh, I, I, my whole life, I have wondered, why do I prefer this conductor's Brahms fourth to this conductor's Brahms fourth? And it's been my whole life, I've been trying, why do I, I don't understand. And then I realized this guy holds my interest. This guy didn't. Mm. You're interesting. If you weren't, you would be in a different field. Mm-hmm. I am interesting. You can disagree with me, anything, but I'm interesting. Interesting is everything. So you have to make a Passover Seder interesting. Mm. A lot of religious Christians and religious Jews forgot to make their religions interesting, not phony relevant with a guitar. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Dennis, uh, are you familiar with the World Economics, uh, the World Economic Forum's The Great Reset? No. Would you do me a favor sometime today, go to the World Economic Forum and look at The Great Reset. Go to their website, look it up. When you say it's criminal. Yeah. When you say it's criminal, um, I believe we have tied together uh, several big organizations um, and the World Economic Forum is right there in the leadership role uh, for the Great Reset, where we, we're not going to have uh, um, normal. We're not going to return. Right. We're, we That's are, what they want. They are now talking about, uh, I can't remember exactly what they call it, but it was like socialist capitalism. Uh, what it is is national socialism. You might still own the company, but the government will tell you what to do with it. And it is a global yeah, reset like that they're working on. Yes. Basically, China will be the model. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. It is. Yes. Um, uh, so, Dennis, um, he, 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 talk to me a little bit about the fight you've had with Google um, and the I, I've, I've been saying recently on the air. Voices have been silenced um, recently in America, uh, and it's uh, it seems strangely to be no big deal for a lot of people. It's a big deal when you silence somebody on the left or the right to me. I'm a free speech absolutist, um, and I stand up for people on the left when they are silenced uh, and people I vehemently disagree with because that's when you have to stand up. Um But I've been saying recently that if the left uh, wins and gets their way, um, voices like yours, voices like mine, once Donald Trump stops being the giant flak jacket that he has become and the attacks are zeroed back in on talk radio, et cetera, et cetera, if they're in charge, we don't survive. Do you agree with that or is that hyperbolic? There is no example of leftists in power and free speech remaining. It doesn't exist in human history. Liberals, great. Conservatives, great. Left, as I said, uh, they do, well, liberty, not just even, they don't, liberty is not a left-wing value. Equality Mm -hmm. of result, not equality of opportunity. Equality of result, it, it might be a value. In other words, it's the French Revolution versus the American Revolution. That, that's or the, even now, I would say the Russian Revolution mm-hmm. versus the American Revolution. It's even worse. So there's no question. Uh, look, uh, 50% of young Americans or 48%, uh, something, one of the two, uh, be- believe, they say, oh, we believe in free speech, but not for hate speech. Right. 
But of course, that that means you don't believe in free speech. Correct. I mean, uh, I'll give you an example, Glenn. Uh, again, from my from my Jewish background, when I was a kid, Nazis—I mean, real Nazis, not uh, conservatives, cold Nazis mm -hmm. by leftists—real Nazis with real swastikas marched in Skokie, Illinois, mm -hmm. a suburb of Chicago. The reason because they're particularly cruel, was to march where a lot of Holocaust survivors were living. Correct. Which was in Skokie. Uh, almost every Jewish organization that I, I could think of defended their right to march. People who advocate essentially the genocide of Jews. That is how committed people are and were to free speech in America, in, including myself. Do you know that America is one of the only countries in the West that allows Holocaust denial, which is one of the, you know, mm -hmm. one of the most incredible lies mm -hmm. in history. Mm -hmm. It's the most documented event in history, the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And there are people, uh, because they hate Jews, so they, they deny that the Holocaust happened. In Europe, you, you can actually be fined or go to prison for Holocaust denial. In the United States, you want to say there was no Holocaust? Fine. Say that, you, know, you, you could say you know, that there was no slavery. You could make mm -hmm. up anything you want. Mm-hmm. But this is dying. When when uh, uh, when I was a kid, it, and you and I suspect you you recall this as well. Uh, the commonality of you know, well, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. I right. mean, you, you sort of memorize that line. Yeah, yeah. I heard it a lot growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Dennis, I know we're short on on time. Um, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm just pumping you for all personal information. I'm, I don't know if this is good or entertaining for anybody or, you know, um, but I, I'm personally interested in a few things. Um, I have I've studied revolutions for the last 20 years. Uh, I have studied Marxist revolutions um, and um, and coups. And uh, because of that, I was pilloried in uh, public space for a long time by saying, hey, what's happening over in Egypt? Uh, that's it was not what you're seeing here. This is this is uh, this is orchestrated. What you're seeing in the Arab Spring is orchestrated and it's being orchestrated by some very big people uh, and it's going to spread um, and they're going to do the same thing here and we're going to be. We're going to be a bigger Israel and it will be the Palestinians, you know, against Israel. It'll be the whomever against the United States and we'll be the big aggressors and yada, yada, yada. Um, as I look at things, I, I hope we don't go down these roads, but uh, history will tell you that um, uh, it happens. I feel like... Um, I, I don't I don't uh, there's no place to go. So I can't be the Jew that jumped out of Germany so early. Um, but I, I am a Mormon. We're the Jews of the Christian world. And, uh, you know, our heritage with women and everything else, they're going to they're going to pounce on us. They're going to be we're going to be the first sacrifice and Christians will turn their heads because they don't know Mormons. They don't care about Mormons. They think that we're not really Christians or whatever. And basically the same, we have the same kind of 
um, separation culture as the Jews do in some ways. And I just think we're going to be the first of the Christians. Your guys are going to be the first ones as Jews, but for Christians, we'll be thrown to the lions. Well, what do I, what do I look? Counsel- what do I look? Oh, sorry, go on. What do I? What do I look for, Dennis? What do I? When do you say it's time to get out of Germany? It's time to reevaluate things. The very fact that we're even discussing this has got to be a shock to the system. We, we four years ago, let alone forty, we would not be having such a discussion because nobody would. Th- you don't think of leaving America. Well, you can't you go think anywhere of, else. You think of stopping, you know, 100 million of coming in because mm-hmm. this is the place you want to go to. There is no guarantee that uh, that the forces that loathe liberty will not take over. Liberty, as I have been telling people at speeches and in my writings, my radio, Liberty is a value, not an instinct. There's a big difference. Breathing is an instinct. Sex is an instinct. Liberty is a learned value. Mm. Humans want to be taken care of much more than they want to be free. Guess where I learned this? In the good old Bible. Which, by the way, is the source of the problem, because without the Bible... This country is wisdom free. It got its wisdom from the Bible. The most Bible free place is the university, and it is the most wisdom free place in America. So I just I want to this is one plug I want to make. I am I, I know biblical Hebrew very well, and I've been teaching the Bible all of my life, and I am writing a commentary on the first five books of mm-hmm. the Bible, the, the most important if I can say, because everything is rooted. Christianity, the rest of the Old Testament is all rooted in the Torah, the first five books. I have two volumes out. It's called the Rational Bible. If people want to go to Amazon, they could read 1,600 reviews of people, many of whom are agnostic, and said, this thing made me rethink my agnosticism. So I'll give you an example of, of a wisdom thing I learned when I was 10. The Jews leave Egypt. They were slaves for hundreds of years, right? What is the first thing they do? They complain to Moses, let's go back to Egypt. We Mm -hmm. ate better. They weren't starving in in the Mm -hmm. wilderness. They just preferred the food in Egypt. People rather be well-fed slaves than less well-fed, not starving, just less well-fed free people. That's the human condition. That is why the Bible is eternal, because it's rooted in human nature. And human nature is eternal. And one of the aspects of human nature that is eternal is that liberty is a value. What is on the liberty bell? A verse from the Torah, from Leviticus. And you shall proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. Leviticus chapter 25. By the way, it shows you how the founders knew their Bible. Mm -hmm. Who knows Leviticus? Mm Mm-hmm. You ask an American what's Leviticus, he'll think it's a horse running right. in the third and aqueduct. Right. Uh, same with Deuteronomy at this point. And Deuteronomy is, I mean, that that, that was the Correct. biggest source for any of our laws That's uh, right. over everyone else was Deuteronomy. Um, yes. Dennis, uh, first of all, let me give you a plug for your book. I have I have read your your books, your your two books on the Bible. 
Um, and I just think they are so important. And Christians don't understand unless you have you can read the Bible and King James. But unless you understand it um, with somebody who reads Hebrew and understands all the oral traditions and everything else, you have abs- you've never read the Old Testament. You've never read it. Um, and it is your life's it is your life's work. And uh, yeah, um, the rational Bible, yeah. because I only use reason. I reason takes me to God. Can we do this again sometime, uh, Dennis? I really Glenn, you this. are a total joy anytime yeah. you want. God bless you. Thank you very much. And for the same and, and for the same fee. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Pile in the cash again. Yeah. Dennis Frager, thank you. Just a reminder, I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people. 